Okay, it's big news and no one's really unpicking this. First home buyers are going to get some big changes shortly and it's in that 800,000 to 1.5 million where they're going to get hammered. So stay tuned, we're going to talk about how to get around it and what's happening with the first home buyer incentives. Good morning. Ah, good morning. good morning. Look all. who we have here. We have the best broker in DY, Northern Beaches of Sydney, Zach. Good morning, Mark. How are you? Good, you? Yeah, good. I'm not sure the same can be said for some of the first home buyers in this uh, price bracket of 800,000 to 1.5 million are doing so well. Yeah, so I think this is a, it's a little bit of a duty of, uh, of care of what we've got going on here, just letting people know, you know, what exactly is happening out there. Um, the market's definitely this last three months showing some love. Um, how much of that, Zach, that love is, is from first home buyers? Just, you know, is it a, is it a massive number that, that, that's consuming? Yeah, there's definitely a lot of inquiry that's driving our way from the first home buyer market. Um, as you know, we've got the one of our brokers, Christian Stevens, has the first home buyer Australia group on Facebook, which is the largest first home buyer group, and that's grown uh, significantly over the last uh, six months, which was even before this uh, Liberal government opt-in to land tax was available, but we knew about it, so we saw that getting uh, promoted around the middle of last year that it was going to come in the start of 2023 and that drove a lot of inquiry and we saw a lot of uh, uptick in, in uh, interest through first home buyers through our groups and various channels so it's certainly been um, been a pump for the first home buyers yeah we could have been said um, go ahead Billy well, I'll say that we've really noticed it in our open home numbers as well the price points that have been arguably performing the best have um, have been um, the entry level stock and pushing up to um, 1.5 million with well, you guys have had the numbers service. of like 40 people 40 groups and opens for properties that are within the first home buyer bracket so it's true even I've seen those numbers at your opens which is fantastic it's true but I suppose the yeah, key is that there is do you reckon it could be set Again, Sorry, say that again. There is still until the 30th of think, June for these first time buyers to make the most. Okay. And do you think that um, there was an intent in terms of um, politically, was there a push from governments to sort of save that market that was on the way down? Like, so there was the market was, you know, negative. 5, 10, 15% in some regions. Do you think that the government came along and strong-armed and said, look, we're going to pump up the market and help first-home buyers? And, and that was sort of done on purpose to, um, to sort of stop that, that market going negative? Yeah, absolutely. It's always, uh, it's always a big promise that any government can push with 
you know, first home buyer market being historically strong. Um, I guess it was good to see it come into action with the last Liberal government. And at this point, the um, the proposal from the Labor government is still going to go through the Senate. Now, I don't know what that process looks like, but it's a promise that on the 1st of July that will be enacted, but it's still yet to pass through Parliament. Um, in terms of helping that market out, like that, that's exactly what the Liberal government did. It's an extra $66,000 that someone purchasing their first home at $1.5 million at that price point gets to put back in their pocket towards their deposit. So it's a massive help. So it was, yeah. it was a little bit of a legacy thing, but these things do take, from what you're saying, they can take 12 months, 24 months to come through to trickle through to the consumer actually having it available to them. So at the moment, what is going to be removed from that 800,000 to 1.5 million on the 1st of July? So what's what exactly is gonna happen? And I think maybe we have to understand, first of all, what's available for first home buyers to then understand what's been taken off the table for first home buyers, because there may be a little bit of a surge over the next three months because of this. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. So at the moment, um, up to 600000 you pay no stamp duty. And between, uh, uh, and then up to $1.5 million, you have the option to opt in to annual land tax. Now, in the middle there is up to 800000 Sorry, land tax? Land tax, that's right, annually. So it's not called stamp duty. They change the wording of it, do they? At the moment, up to the 30th of June, it's knocked into land tax you have the opportunity for, which is land tax calculated on the value of the land only, whereas stamp duty is calculated on the property purchase price, land plus buildings. So it's a different method of calculation, and it's not paying off the balance of what you think the stamp duty is. It's just an annual land tax. You're not paying off a balance of stamp duty. It's however long you own the property for, you pay that annual land tax adjusted annually. So that, okay. that's, from, that's from the 850 to $1.5 million. I mean, it, it, again, you get the concessional stuff at the moment between 600 and 850. And then when you, when you look forward to what the Labor government's proposing, what's taken off the table is any concession or opt-in for any land tax from 1 million to 1.5. So the Labor government will stop any benefit for first home buyers at $1 million but they're actually lifting the cap of zero stamp duty payable to $800,000. So at the moment, it's zero stamp duty on 600,000 and the new one is gonna be zero stamp duty on 800,000 and with a concessional rate up to $1 million in purchase price. So you don't pay the, you don't pay the whole hog up to one million. So it's still, it's still this is a really confusing message for the community. Um, Swings and yeah, I know we're, we're trying to clear it up today, but I took a call on Saturday in the office where a lady, a lady said, I'm buying my property, do I have to pay land tax? It's really the wording of this, um, let's clear up today for first home buyers because it is specific, it is uh, never been done before. So there's a lot of training and education around around how this exactly gets gets spoken about. For the dummies, can you say that again? So, currently, until the 30th of June, 
you can opt in for an annual land tax for a purchase price of up to $1.5 million. That's the, that's the big picture of it all. If you want to pay stamp duty, then you can, but there's a concessional rate on offer up to $800,000 from $600,000. So I'm sort of working backwards here from the upper limit. And then you can opt to pay no stamps whatsoever for $600,000. What's coming in on the 1st of July is that that $0 for stamp duty will be up to $800,000 in property value. And then from $800,000 to $1 million, you will pay a concessional rate. So a discounted rate of stamp duty and that's it. So there's nothing above $1 million. So the buyers that are hurting here are really the ones that are looking from 800 up to 1.5 and initially thought they were going in to the market um, where they could opt into a land tax option where they wouldn't need to pay all the stamp duty up front um, ultimately sort of taking up to 66,000 out of their pocket and where we've got those numbers from is that is the stamp duty you'd pay on a, on a purchase price of 1.5 million so if you thought you'd you know gonna make that saving and that come on you're drifting <laughs> um, if you thought you were going into the market and, and saving that um, and that was going straight into your deposit very quickly as of the 1st of July, you're going to be losing the benefit of that. So there is a, there is a sort of hype of activity for buyers that are ready to go to find something, especially in those upper price points as a first home buyer. I sort of don't mind it coming on the table and being taken off the table. Um, I found that uh, developers often do that with pricing of properties. They'll introduce a price discount where the pricings come, where the price of the site of the units come down, and then they'll put the prices back up. And what it actually does is it creates uh, perspective, it pr creates people emotionally to lunge forward and make the move because it's like a sale. When it's for a limited time only, people move, and when it's not, they're just like nah, or you know, whatever. So I sort of don't mind it, but it, it's, uh, it sort of sucks. Well, it's even interesting because the current incentive up to $1.5 million allows stocks such as three bedroom units near the beach. I know you guys have a couple of those, but they're eligible for first home buyers, which is not what you typically expect at that price point. So there is that hive of activity of people that are now in a rush yeah. to get their, their home loan pre-approval sorted to have their solicitor lodge their application form and to go and make an offer on a property and for it to be opted into, the land tax that is, your solicitor needs to lodge the form with the government as you sign the contract. So if you sign the contract on a date before the 30th of June this year and you lodge the form before settlement and before the 30th of June, then you've opted in. Yeah, After right. settlement, you can't change it. But as long as you've signed the contract and you've lodged the form before the 30th of June, you have opted in for annual land tax and you will be able to continue paying land tax for as long as you hold that property. Really and guys cool. and girls, if you are getting confused today, because I am getting confused today, they have changed the language. They have changed the language. Jack, uh, Zach, Jack, Jack, Zach. Zach is using it, he's, uh, he's dancing around it beautifully, but it's not dancing around my mind beautifully. They have changed the language from no stamp duty 
to we're going to charge you something and we're going to call it lamb lamb tax. What am I talking this morning? Um, now, with this sugar hit between 800 to 105, Zach, you're the guy that's writing the loans out there in the marketplace. Would it, would it be right to say that they simply wrapped in that money that they had saved for stamp duty and they wrapped that into their deposit. So the, you know, for one, for instance, I'll give you the greater example. One point five, you were paying sixty thousand dollars stamp duty. So there is the ability now to buy something for one point five as a first home buyer. Take that sixty thousand, make it part of your deposit, and then have a annual land tax, which was meant to be a stamp duty, um, payable every year. That must be a sugar hit for the market and a first home buyer. Yeah, absolutely. And it comes back to the annual land tax on that upper limit of $1.5 million is just under $3,000, around $2,700 per annum. So you look at that ah. into what you would pay in upfront stamps, you've got a, a 20 plus year break even point. So you look at the stats on people staying in their first home Everyone yeah. seems to sell, or 50% to 60% seem to sell in the first 10 to 11 years. So you're, you, yeah. you, you've made back half, even if you're living in it for 10 years. You sell it after two years, you've only paid two years of, of annual land confirm, tax. You, or don't, you, don't you don't pay it back at the end. If you sell it at two years, three years, four years. Good, and, good, good no. point, Billy. Can you say that right. again? So just to confirm, guys, if you're opting into this... Um, into this method that's currently on the table. If you're selling in, in after one, two, one year, two years, three years, you don't then owe the rest of you know the land tax at the end. It's just- That's cut. exactly right. It's an annual land tax. It's not paying off the balance of stamps. It's one or the other. You either pay the upfront stamps or you pay an annual land tax every year that you own the property. And the break even is at about 20 years for that example. On. All right, I think we've done a great cover today. Zach, you're doing loans all around New South Wales. Um, can we put your number in here for people? Absolutely. I'm not geographically restricted, so give me a call, drop me an email, I'll be happy to help. And the Believe other thing- we'll whack it into the comments. Yeah, I think, yeah, absolutely, we can do that. I think the other thing as well that needs to be mentioned is that um, the, the loans that you are doing, you were saying a lot of the a lot of the people that have got the option to, they are opting in. Yeah, that's exactly right. Well, it's another, say, 4% that they've got in their in their pocket that now doesn't need to be paid to the government. That can be additional equity in their property that can be used for fitting out with furniture because of being a first home buyer, you know, you're unlike, unlikely to have the full suite of furniture required for your first home. But if you do, great. If you want to upgrade, you might have that extra cash. But yeah, yeah people are putting it back in as equity or putting it in their offset account. Holding as much. How many people are are using this service, this service that's been taken off the table? Call it service, call it sugar hit, whatever we want to call it. Um, so and just for anyone who's just tuned in, you, someone that's buying between 800,000 and 1.5 that doesn't want to pay stamp duty, has the ability to pay a little bit every year. I'm not going to use the word to confuse people, but they can. How many people are actually sitting in that category, Zach, that you're writing alone? Is that like you never see them or like that's a big market for you? 100% of the first-home buyers that I encounter are opting in for the land tax at the moment. And that is with the additional thought 
when I advise them, what are your goals and what are your objectives with this property? How long do you think you're going to be staying in this property? So that they can then run the numbers themselves after I give them the estimated land tax calculation. And they can say, well, I'm only gonna be in here for five years, seven years, 10 years. And this is where I'll land compared to paying the stamp duty. Now, again, yeah. that's to be viewed in line with the purchase price. If it's $750,000, you've still got a concession of stamp duty to be paid. The stamp duty on that is around $12,000. So annual land tax terms, that's about you know, eight or nine years. So if you're gonna be staying in that property for 10 plus years, it's probably cheaper for you to pay the, and the, the, the upfront stamps at a concessional rate. So it's down to the advice that you've been given, the property price you purchase, and how that stacks up with your mid to long-term goals of that property. But the big message here is that it's not on the table forever. And that's along with all the other incentives, you know, combined with your 5% deposits, it has brought people's property journeys forward um, a matter of years. If you've got an extra 60, 70 grand in your pocket, um, you know, that can take two years to save. So it's no wonder it's brought people forward on their timeline. You've got to be taking advantage of these things because it's not guaranteed. That's right. uh, honest question before we go, Zach. Honest question before we go. What is the question? And it's nothing to do with your beard or your long hair that you used to have. Um, the feeling in your gut that that creates post 1st of July, that this is coming off the table. Are you feeling scared for the first home buyers? Nervous? Are you feeling excited that it's going to create a deadline to make people do it now? What are you feeling? Uh, I'd say I'm... Um excited because change definitely stimulates a certain demographic people who might not have been previously stimulated i'd say so um look it's exciting in the lead up to the first of july to see how many people you know will make a run for this outgoing uh policy and it's again exciting moving forward because that cap is increased for zero stamp duty up front to eight hundred thousand dollars so it will that's true it will definitely change change the landscape and change uh, buyer activity i'd say and i think only for the better that's true um zach can you jump on the comments while you're right there right now write zach's name in write his mobile number in and so people know who to call he's whacking in right now for us um but that's that's the show guys it's a it's a compelling reason to be talking to a broker if you're not already on how you can uh, maximize your deposit, how you can maximize um, your first home property and, uh, and getting quick. But um, you know, if, even if you miss this uh, this window to get up to the 1.5 mil mark, you can still get a heck of a lot um, of you know, value for money within that 800,000 range as well. Some amazing two bedrooms. Um, Lisa said there, get your properties on the market if, you, if you're targeting first home buyers, because I do yeah. think it's about to, you know, about to skyrocket. It's, a, it's, a, it's an exciting time. Might, might be time to give some investors some incentives. Yeah. What about second home buyers? We haven't seen that Investors yet. need to come into the market to help the tenants with these rents that are going through the roof. We need more investors. That's it. I back it. <laughs> Bye, beautiful day. people. I'm going. Ciao. See you later. Hey, thank you, Zach. Thank you so much. That was a big, big message that I think people are finding it really hard to get through all that information. 
Thanks so much for coming onto the show. Shaw Financial, Zach, in DY Northern Beaches. You got his mobile number there. And uh, Billy, you're a legend for hosting today. Thank you. Thank you, Mark, for joining us. Thanks, gentlemen. <laughs> See ya.